Hey, this is Bradley Chubb, and you're listening to The Snap. Hey, this is Cortland Sutton. Hey, this is Tim Patrick. And you're listening to The Snap, Snap. with Sydney Jones on Broncos Podcast Network. Yeah! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for this week's edition of The Snap. I'm your host, Sydney Jones, and the wait is finally over. Week one of the 2022 season is finally here. The Broncos hit the road tomorrow to head to Seattle to take on the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. So joining me here on the snap to get us up to speed on the matchup is the Ringers senior editor and pro football writers, President Lindsay Jones. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me today. Sure. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. How are you doing? Getting ready for the season? Yeah, I'm so excited that it's like finally week one. You know, the preseason was really long and now we're here. I'm excited. Real games. Yeah, no more speculation. I know. What a way to kick off the season last night with that Bills Rams game. I mean, Pretty dominant performance by Josh Allen and the Bills there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Broncos fans maybe got a little glimpse of uh, the juggernaut that the Bills might be when when you Mm -hmm. guys went out to Buffalo a few weeks ago. And that was just the preseason. But um, yeah, they looked pretty good. (laughs) Pretty good week one. They did. It was a fun game to watch. Well, Lindsay, last time we had you on the podcast, you were still with The Athletics. So tell me a little bit about your new role with The Ringer. Sure. Yeah. So now um, I've moved over from writing to editing. Um, I'll still be writing from time to time and I'm going to still be doing podcasts. I'll be on at least once a week on the Ringer Podcast Network, Um, but I've moved into more of an editor role. So instead of writing several times a week, I'll be helping lead our NFL coverage and shape all the stories that we're going to be working on and um, helping mentor and develop uh, younger writers. So, um, and it also means I get to stay home a little bit more and, you know, you guys know I've got a, I've got a six-year-old. So the more time I can spend at home with my family, the better. So, um, yeah, it's been really fun though. So far it's been about two months and excited to kind of cover the NFL from a different angle now. Yeah. We're all excited about Lena's game predictions. Excited. Well, did you see her super bowl? Did you see her super bowl pick? Oh, I did not. Did you guys? Well, yes. So we posted, you can find it. It's on my Twitter by Lindsay H Jones, but she, uh, she wasn't completely set, but she picked either the Broncos or the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. So <laughs> oh she's an AFC West, uh, an AFC West is. girl. Well, I hope she's right for the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. She's excited though. We'll, we'll definitely be uh, watching Monday Night Football together. Oh, great. Well, Lindsay, let's dive into that Broncos Seahawks matchup. You know, obviously the main storyline this week is Russell Wilson returning back to Seattle. What do you think this Monday night game is really going to mean to him? You know, how emotional do you think it will be for him as he steps onto Lumen Field? Yeah, I mean, as much as he wants to kind of downplay, you know, and I know he, you know, what last spring he said it's going to be just another game. And I think he knows it's not going to be just another game. Um, And look, I remember, you know, I was here covering the Broncos when Peyton Manning made his return to Indy. And that wasn't even in his first season, it was his second year with the Broncos that he went back to Indy. And like he was kind of a mess. I mean, it was a really, really hard day to go back. And, you know, it's kind of a similar situation where, you know, Peyton didn't get to say goodbye, right. To the Colts fan base and Russell Wilson never really got to say goodbye. And this is a little bit more acrimonious, I think, than when Peyton left Indy, you know, the Colts cut him. Uh, He didn't really have a say in it. Clearly Russell Wilson had a say in his decision, in this decision to leave Seattle, he had to waive his no trade clause. And there was a lot of, um, just a lot of drama, right? I mean, it was kind of a messy divorce as I think a lot of divorces probably are. And it's it's going to be really emotional to him. I mean, Seattle meant a lot to him. He meant a lot to Seattle. I think it's going to be really complicated for the fans there. Um, yeah. I hope 
he gets a nice reception, but I think he should probably be prepared that there might be people who are, uh, you know, maybe, maybe feeling a little hurt that he wanted out and did ultimately end up leaving, but it's not going to be a, no a normal game, no matter how much he wants to maybe prepare himself that it's going to be normal. It's going to be extremely emotional. And I would imagine that's something that he and Peyton have talked about. I mean, he and Peyton Manning have gotten pretty close to spend a lot of time together and, um, you know, we know how detail oriented Russell Wilson is. So mm -hmm. I imagine this is something that he has tried to prepare himself for. And, you know, he has a great resource and in, in this type of exact situation in Peyton Manning here locally. Right. Yeah. It's definitely going to be an emotional game. I think for both sides, Lindsay, what are kind of your expectations maybe for Russell, you know, on the field as this will be his first time, the first time we really see our starters in a live action game. And the first time they're in this new offensive system. Yeah. And none of us know exactly what this offense is going yeah. to be like, right? Because we we didn't right. get to see the starters play at all in the preseason. And, you know, we got glimpses of it in training camp and, you know, all of us who are out there from the media perspective, watching, you're trying to figure out, okay, like, well, how much are they under center? And what does this running, right. this running, you know, the, the outside zone exactly going to look like, but mm -hmm. we still don't really know exactly. Like we know that, yeah, that they're going to do this, you know, outside zone run scheme. We know that they're going to try to incorporate elements of the things that Russell likes to do and the things that he does best. I imagine there's going to be a lot of downfield passing. Um, but I think there's going to be some new elements too. And maybe, you know, I think one of the reasons that he ultimately ended up wanting out of Seattle is because there were a lot of guardrails on that offense and there, they were pretty conservative from time to time and he wanted to have more freedom and control. So I'm really interested to see, um, exactly what that looks like. And obviously there've been a lot of, uh, you know, kind of doubters about what kind of player he is wow. now at age 34 coming off of, and look, the Seahawks offense was still good last year. Like he missed the first stretch of time um, right. really of his career with that finger injury. And he wasn't, you know, he had that stretch when he came back, maybe he came back a little too early, um, but they were still what, like top 10, top seven in DVOA last year. I mean, they were still a good offense. He's still a really efficient quarterback. Um, and I think he is going to be jacked up to perform well and prove to Seattle that he was not a declining player. Yeah, like you mentioned, we've seen bits and pieces of this offense, you know, through training camp, through the preseason and practice. I feel like we've been able to see that the chemistry is there from Russell and his receivers. But Lindsay, when you look at this offense, do you think maybe it might take a little bit of time for them to gel or do you think they're going to like hit the ground running on Monday night? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a fair expectation uh, when you're putting in so many different things, new quarterback, new play caller, new offensive scheme, new, um, you know, offensive line coach, new blocking scheme up front that that zone running scheme, you know, you know, we're very familiar with it here in Denver. If you've been watching the Broncos for a long time, I mean, it really it didn't necessarily originate here, but it grew its legs here, right? With Mike Shanahan and all of those years with Alex Gibbs. And so we're kind of familiar with it as from fans or watching it from the outside, but it's a lot to learn and it's a big difference. Uh, and, and sometimes it takes a while to get that kind of installed and everybody on the same page. So, you know, as much as I think they want it to look pretty the first, the first night, that might not necessarily be the case. Um, but, you know, they have been doing everything they're supposed to do, right? All of the off-season workouts and the, you know, the workouts in San Diego at Russell Wilson's kind of compound there. And, um, yeah. you know, I think very positive signs out of training camp. But right now we just, we just don't know until we actually get to see it. Right. Well, you know, there's, there's been so much talk about the offense, about Russell, all of the news seemed to circulate around that this off season through a training camp, there hasn't really been a lot of talk about this Broncos defense, but I mean, just looking at the group, I think they're going to be a pretty, pretty dominant defense this season. You know, I love the new additions of DJ Jones and Randy Gregory. Lindsay, what will you be looking for from that group on Monday night? 
Yeah. Well, I want to see if they can force turnovers. I mean, that's going to be a huge thing for this group. And then also how consistent is the pass rush going to be? Can they consistently get pressure on Geno Smith and really make those tackles in the interior of that defensive or offensive line in Seattle, mm-hmm. um, you know, hell, because, you know, this is kind of a new situation for Geno Smith. I mean, he wow. has been the starter in spurts. It's been, but it's been a while since he was like the starter of a team. And, you know, I think, you know, we could probably talk about why he won that job over Drew Locke. Uh, that was maybe <laughs> yeah. another discussion for another time, but, right. um, you know, he's played well in spurts throughout his career. He also has made, you know, had some poor decision-making, especially late in games. So I want to see if the Broncos can maybe force the Seahawks offense. That's also in transition as much as the Broncos offenses, if they can force that unit into some mistakes and if they can force turnovers. So um, I'm excited to see what this new kind of this overhaul defensive line is going yeah. to look like, especially you know. that interior, you know, um, DJ Jones has been awesome in training camp. So I'm excited to watch some of those guys. Um, I guess the Jones brothers, we should get them on. Can we get the four of us on together? And oh my like gosh. Yes, we should keep we'll it up like with a, the Joneses. Yeah. We'll get like an all Jones. Like, yeah. I love it or something. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that crew, um, but really the secondary, um, I think is going to be the strength mm-hmm. of this Broncos defense. And if, if they're going to end up being like a kind of a top five type defense, which I know that's their sort of aspirations mm-hmm. that that back end is going to have to perform well. I mean, they're going to have need to get a lot of turnovers. They're going to have to, you know, Patrick Sertan is going to have to become that shutdown corner that I think all of us here are expecting him to be. Oh, yeah. Um, and then maybe it's not so much just this week, but I, I really want to see Justin Simmons have kind of his like awakening on a national scale. And, you know, I think those of us who've gotten to know him and gotten to watch him on a week to week basis over the last five years, we know what kind of player he is and what sort of impact he has. But the fact that the Broncos haven't been on the national stage as often, he hasn't quite gotten that, that sort of national recognition where he's in frequent discussions for all pro and those type, you know, those type of things. And if he can have, you know, if he can kind of play the way that he's been playing, but do it on Monday night football and then right. do it on Thursday night football in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, I think it'll just be huge for this team and for him reputationally. You mentioned Pat Sertan a little bit earlier. I'm really excited to see him and DK Metcalf on a Monday night. I feel like that's got to be the matchup to watch, right? Yeah. I mean, if we're talking like a one-on-one type yeah. of deal, like, yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be really fun. I mean, you know, DK Metcalf is really fast. We've all seen yeah. videos, right? Very physical. How, yeah. What kind of just like physical freak he's going to be. And, yeah. you know, and Sertan is just like a very smart, cerebral, physical mm-hmm. corner where, you know, there's not a lot of guys who probably can match up with a guy like DK Metcalf, snap in and snap out. And I want to see Sertan. I want to see Sertan do it. Me too. Well, Lindsay, how important do you think a win in week one is for this Broncos team? You know, as we mentioned, there's so much excitement, so much anticipation, anticipation to see what they can do this year. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's just a really like kind of a tone setter type of a week and given all of the other stuff, just the emotions that go into this and kind of looking at Seattle and seeing like, this is a team that's probably more in a rebuild mode. Right they really need to win this game, I think, to get themselves onto the path that they want to be on because every single week playing in this division is going to matter whether it's a division game or not. And um, like the, the the Chargers and the Raiders get to play each other this week. So somebody yeah. will end up in the division with a loss. Um, but you, this division is going to be so, so competitive that you can't afford to lose a game like this one that you really probably should be winning. Right. Well, kind of going off of that, Lindsay, 
let's go a little bit farther into the season. As you know, the Broncos, they're on a six-year playoff drought. So do you think it, this might be the year that they break that? You mentioned that. Yeah, I mean, we'll that. see. I mean, I, we had to do our season predictions, and I picked the Broncos as a wild card team. Um, I also had the Chiefs and the Chargers in the playoffs. So I think it's going to be a really deep and competitive division. The one thing I'm curious about is, like, will this division kind of cannibalize itself and just beat up on each other so much that come December, three teams can't get in. But when we're looking on paper, the quarterbacks, the rosters, top to bottom, all of those sorts of things, um, the AFC West is is really, really deep and really strong. And, you know, so much of it is going to be up to Russell Wilson, right? I mean, I think the reason that the Broncos have not been in the playoffs for all of these years um, has been just because they haven't had the type of quarterback play to match up in this division with Patrick Mahomes. And then it was Philip Rivers and then right into Justin Herbert. And then, you know, Derek Carr is the guy that we probably don't talk about enough, but he's been a really good quarterback, even if he's not quite at that tier of the other guys, the MVP right. candidate level, um, mm -hmm. he's been really good. So, you know, Russell Wilson needs to um, just get the, get the Broncos there. And, you know, yeah. there've been so that's really it. Right. And these are the things we've been talking about that we don't know exactly how it's going to work, right. but I think, um, at least there's no question there about like who the quarterback is going to be, what sort of leadership there's going to be at that position now. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I do think so, you know, just looking at this team on paper, there, there's not like a glaring weakness, like a, a huge vulnerability. It's really just questions of like, what is it actually going to look like? And how's it all, how quickly is it all going to come together? Yeah. All right. Well, last one for you, Lindsay, you got a game prediction for Monday night. Yeah. I mean, I think the Broncos are going to win. I, I don't anticipate one of those like super high scoring shootouts. I mean, I think it might be kind of a weird, ugly game Two offenses yeah. in transition and stuff. Um, and you know, a lot of emotions, but I do think the Broncos win, but I think maybe the Seahawks could cover, I think it's what about a seven point line. So mm -hmm. let's say like uh 21, 17. I like it. Mine's 24, 14. Broncos. All right. I like it. Well, Lindsay, I seriously can't thank you enough for taking the time today. And I appreciate your insight and your thoughts on the team always. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of The Snap. Thanks so much for tuning in. And thank you again to Lindsay Jones for joining me. Make sure to meet me right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for another fun episode next week. I'll see you all then.